Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, May 16, 2021. Coming at you live from RJ Daniels in Rockville Center. Big pregame show coming up for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Islanders versus Pens. Big day coming up. Molly Walker from New York Post will be joining us to talk all about it, as well as our man Tony Stabile, former co-host, coming up. And I believe we'll be talking to Brian Larson from Isles Meetups later on in the show. So big show coming up. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? How can I be bad, Sean? A playoff hockey is here. We're geared up for game one. A lot to talk about. Big show. RJ Daniels finally getting some normalcy back. Can't be bad. Love it. Packed out. All the reservations are taken. Nobody else can come in. It's going to be a great day. Plenty of Islander fans need that first goal. Yes. Need that first goal to get the place <laughs> rocking. But but here we are, so let's get into it here. want to tell everybody we're so happy to be here at RJ Daniels. We really appreciate them putting this together for us. It's playoff time, baby. We're going to get you primed for game one. And we're happy to tell you we are sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. We're also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal services of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And we're also happy to be sponsored by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for everywhere you want to get rid of hair. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free shipping worldwide with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. So, with that out of the way, let's get into it here. Also, we have... A 50-50 raffle going on. We'll be going around with tickets as well. Some great prizes. We have an autographed Matt Barzell poster, uh, portrait here. That's going to be great. We have some bobbleheads to give away. We have plenty of stuff going on. We have some t-shirts here. All good stuff. So, with all the pleasantries out of the way, let's get going here. And it's playoff time. And just under an hour to go here. They're facing off against the Pens. Christian, what do you say? Well, big, obviously, big game because this is a, a <laughs> yeah, real, I think so. A real statement game, I think, for the Islanders. Considering the way the season ended during the regular season, they didn't look their best, and obviously, there was a bit of guys trying to rest and, and get healthy. Um, tiredness, obviously, was a factor at that point in the season. They played fifty-six games. Um, I mean, they really didn't have a ton of days off. I think we went through it before. The number of practice days they had in that last couple weeks of the right. year was maybe two or three, if yeah. that, if that. Yeah, um, needed was, though. Much needed practice, but now they get the practice time, and now I think this is really where we see what New York Islanders team, what, what this New York Islanders team is. Is this the New York Islanders team that went to the Eastern Conference Final last year and looked like they had a chance of going to the Stanley Cup Final, or is this a team that's good, uh, can perpetually make the playoffs, but doesn't have the juice to go all the way? 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and it's a very similar question to what we had last year. We've talked yes. about the fact that the break is obviously a, a little bit shorter, and we'll see if it you know pays off. Maybe those couple of practice days will be helpful. But, you know, we'll find out soon enough. And a little bit different here as far as Islanders-Penguins go. The last time they faced off in the playoffs, they got started at the Coliseum. That's right. This time it's going to be in Pittsburgh, so it's going to be a little tougher out there. Uh, I've been talking about, we talked about Mikey Carver just before on the on the live stream. Yep. I think that yep. first goal is just going to be huge. Maybe quiet that Pittsburgh proud, whatever the, whatever the uh, limited capacity is over there. Right. But get that energy going. Get that first goal. And, you know, the, the record that the Islanders have throughout the season getting the first goal, they, they pretty much clamp it down almost, you know, completely successfully. So if they can do that, uh, it'll go a long way to coming out with a Game 1 victory. Absolutely. I think it's shown that this team, I'd have to say they're, they're two different teams when, when it happens, but they certainly look a little bit different and play a little bit more confidently when they have that lead and they're the ones that score that first goal. Now, if you remember back, though, to that 2019 series, although it is a much different series than the one we're facing now, the Islanders fell behind in both of those games in Pittsburgh and managed to come back within the span of about five to seven minutes, led by Jordan Eberle and Brock Nelson scoring two goals in pretty quick succession. You're right. And was was it which game was it when they scored the first goal twice? Like Thomas Kunakel scored that was seconds game in two. Oh no, was that game one? I thought it was game it was one. Game one. Kunakel scores. He was everybody went bananas. And, and then Jordan Eberle, I think, like was a the minute one that later, scored, yeah, scores the first goal and puts the Islanders in front. And then they went on went on the sweep. So we'll see if they're able to do it again. I don't know if it's going to be a sweep this time. <laughs> I think I, it's going to be a little is, tougher this, is, this time. This is going to be a long one. This is going to be a 6-7 yeah, game I series. I think we're going there's, 6 at there's least. There's no doubt about it. These teams have played hard all season long. You look at the way they played during the regular season. I think about five of the eight games or six of the eight games they played were d- decided by one goal. So these are games that go down to the wire. Even when the Islanders weren't playing their best, I mean, you know, still gave the Penguins fits. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So let's talk about the Islanders lineup a little bit heading up into here. Pretty, everybody's pretty much healthy. Varlamov is back. He came back for practice. I'm certain he'll get the start for game one here today. The only guy 100%. they're missing, obviously, is Captain Anders Lee. It's right. a huge loss. But how do you like the way this lineup stacks up against the Pittsburgh Penguins? You know what? I don't think it's that much of an advantage one way or the other. I think the Islanders, when they're at their best, they're a team that plays well you know, when they roll four lines, when everyone's contributing, and that's the way they have to play from, from defense out. And that's the, what we haven't seen the last couple of weeks from the Islanders. You've had a line here or there that's picked up the slack, and the defense, a defensive couple units that have struggled a little bit. Scott Mayfield, Nick Letty have come to mind during the regular sure. season because of the way they played. But, you know, you look at the last couple of weeks, everyone's kind of made a mistake here or there from, uh, you know, at different points in games. But I think it comes back down to these teams need to, the Islanders need to play their brand of hockey, their physical brand of hockey. Um, the way we saw them play against the New Jersey Devils, that's what they have to replicate in that last game at the Nassau Coliseum. That's what they have to replicate here in game one against the Penguins. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Barry Trotz talked about it a little bit, saying how, you know, they kind of took their foot off the gas at those last couple games after they clinched. So maybe you're a little discouraged by the way they performed. But, you know, if, if it's true and they were just playing not to get hurt, yeah. I mean, maybe that gives you a little bit of an encouraging, encouraging sign there that, you know, they'll be ready to put their foot on the gas once they get started today. Well, that's the thing. That's what Barry Trotz has been preaching for the last week and a half or so. I, I, understandably, the questions are going to come and the concerns are going to come, but Trotz has, you know, been pretty um, consistent when he said that, you know, he's not worried about his team. He, he thinks he knows they can turn it on the postseason and that, you know, he's the, he's not looking at results the last week and a half or so. He was looking for details in their game. Right. And he didn't seem too concerned about the details in their game aside from the result. There was a game or two. The only the only game where he really kind of picked apart some of their play was actually the game they won against the New Jersey Devils. Right, right. Where he actually had, he, he mentioned uh, them stepping off the gas after they had the, 
the larger lead in that game. So it is interesting where Trotz kind of picks his picks his, his points to criticize and kind of massage certain things. So I, I, I think part of that's protecting his guys, and I think part of that's his belief in this group. And I don't think Barry Trotz goes up there and tries to to kind of sell anyone the Brooklyn Bridge out there where he thinks his guys are. I think he's a guy who believes in the Islanders and the roster that they have, and I think that they've shown, and at least right now, this group has earned some some aspect of respect and um, belief that you look at their body of work since Barry Trotz and, and Lou Lamarell have taken over. They've fat managed to find ways to win and surprise a lot of people, including in 2019 when nobody gave them a chance except for Brian Compton, of course. Uh, <laughs> you always to, love mentioning that every time. Know, it's just it's just fun. It's just I always find that interesting. All right, um, that he was you know, that no one gave him a chance to win that series. No one did give him a chance to make the playoffs even. People are still trying to come around to New York Islanders, you know? They're not, they're not used to being perennial playoff contenders. You but know? you know what? I think at this point in the year, at this point in the, in the, the franchise, right. everything's turned around. Oh, yeah. You would think that we're getting to that point. And again, I understand. They, go, you know, they had a, a really bad stretch down, the, down the, the last half of the season or so. I mean, especially after the trade deadline, there's no doubt. Um, and a lot of people love to pick apart Kyle Palmieri and Travis, Travis Zajac and uh, Braden Coburn and all that. But... Uh, Again, when these guys are coming into a new system with not a lot of practice time, I think the parallel was there for if the Islanders didn't have the the COVID break last year. JG, we could have been having the same conversation about JG Pajot at that point in time that we're having now about Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, for sure. And let's talk a little bit more specifically about these guys. And and let's start with Palmieri. Uh, you know, I was talking about it last week, the fact that he's going to get some practice time in now with the team. And, you know, albeit not, not a lot. But, you know, I mean, is he going to be – you know, a key figure in this in this playoff series because of the fact that Lee is out and they're going to need, you know, scoring coming from somewhere else. Is he going to be able to be a guy who can step up on the power play and put some goals in for these guys? I think that's what Barry Trotz kind of expects at this point. I mean, yeah. um, you know, he was talking about it the other day that this is kind of a, you know, a kind of a rebirth, a reboot, reboot, if you, you will, for Kyle Palmieri because he is um, getting this. This is the time to shine for him. You know, he had a good game in, in the last couple games of the season and this is his chance to shine and be the player that the Islanders expected him to be. They saw that in game in the game against New Jersey. I think they saw that a little bit in the game against Boston. They, they had a little more fight in that game as well. And I think that's what they're expecting now. Palmieri has 17 games under his belt as a New York Islander. He's yes. prepared and ready to go. And I think he understands now this is, this is the time to shine, and this is where he's really got to put up points. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to have to see a little more out of him if they want to be successful throughout the playoffs than uh, what we saw in the regular season. Now, we know Pajot had some struggles when he came over at the trade deadline last year. So, you know, maybe you just hope that he's working out some kinks. It's different for everybody, right? Everybody's quick to point out Taylor Hall and how well he's how good he's looked over in Boston. But it's but different. That's, that's the problem. I mean, everyone's yeah. comparing. The, Taylor Hall is not Kyle Palmieri, and Kyle Palmieri is not Taylor Hall. Um, you know, Taylor Hall is, it has a very specific mandate. And I think looking at the player that they brought in Kyle Palmieri to be, I think his mandate is a much different one. And why they, why they went after a Palmieri instead of a Hall, because Palmieri is the kind of player that fits that system when they're in the postseason, when they're in the heat of battle. He's going to go out and he plays with that edge, and he plays you know, a hard-nosed game, and he can, he can score uh, when he's given the opportunity. And I think we've seen him be successful on that line with Pajot and Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, no, for sure. I agree. And, and you know, I, I want to get into the lines a little bit more, but, you know, we got a break uh, for, for Molly Walker here. So want to thank everybody for coming out to R.J. Daniels tonight, hanging out. Let's hear it. Let's go Islanders, huh? All right. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So we're about 49 minutes from Puck Drop. want to thank everybody for coming out here. want to thank everybody for watching us over on twitch.tv slash hockey night. And why? 
We're going to take a quick break. Molly Walker from New York Post is going to join us. We will be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at ThaiTechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, Technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching and listening Hockey Night in New York. Here at RJ Daniels, we're going live here for a nice little pregame show. And we got Molly Walker joining us on the line, brought to you by Thai Technology. Molly, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing on this fine playoff day? Too. I'm happy that it's finally the postseason, and I'm anxious to see what one of the closest playoff matchups has in store for us. <laughs> well, Molly, I'm just happy you could make time for us because... Oh, shut up, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, I, we've invited you on a couple times, and you've kind of big-timed us, so it's oh, nice of you to make, make time. I know we have a big audience here, and you have such an adoring crowd when it comes to the Hockey Night in New York fan base, but we do appreciate it nonetheless. Uh, and it is always good to talk to you. Uh, and obviously, as you mentioned, this is going to be a very interesting series between the Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins. I saw right out of the gate you're picking the Islanders in seven to win the series. So I am curious, Molly, what gives you so much confidence in the Islanders going into the series? I think that when I look back at the 2019 series between the two, the Islanders had a chip on their shoulder. A lot of them did. Barry probably felt spurned by Washington, and the Islanders felt spurned by John Tavares, and they played as such. 
I think that coming two wins away from the Stanley Cup Finals is going to give them an even bigger chip on their shoulder going forward. And I think that they have a lot to play for and a lot to prove. So when I look at the matchup, I just think that the Islanders are going to be able to grind them out. And when you look at the advantages, yes, the Penguins have probably the advantage on the forward side and the offensive skill side, but defense wins postseason games, in my opinion, and that is what the Islanders do best. That's absolutely right, Molly. And, you know, with that in mind, is there anybody, I mean, look, you look at the body of work that the Islanders had this season, and, you know, you had some guys that were going for most of the year, some guys weren't. Um, you know, you had guys like Josh Bailey who kind of struggled a little bit throughout the year. Is there anybody in particular, any player, any line in particular that you're looking to step up here in this playoff series to help the Islanders have success? Well, first of all, I think Kyle Palmieri and Travis Ajak need to do what they were brought to the island to do, which is bolster the offense. And that is something that they haven't done yet. That being said, I don't believe Lou Lamorello would have brought them in without making that message loud and clear. And I think that they know it as well. And given the fact that they're fighting for contracts, I think that we're going to see both of those players put their best foot forward here. But as far as the the you know base roster that has been going through the entire season, I think Anthony Beauvillier and Oliver Wallstrom are going to be the two X factors that the Islanders could have on offense. If both of those players get going, it's just going to strengthen all four lines offensively and give them just such a deep attack that would be crucial going up against this Penguins team that that has proven they can score. Molly, when you, when you look at the roster, too, obviously, you're talking about Palmieri, you're talking about, um, you know, Wallstrom and Bellos, and, and Wallstrom and, uh, excuse me, Beauvillier, but Jordan Everly and Brock Nelson played such a big role the last couple of years in the Islanders' playoff runs in 2019 against the Penguins and against the, uh, you know, every team that they played last year during the <laughs> nice. run to the Eastern Conference Final. I've, I was about to say Penguins again. I realized they did not play the Penguins last year either. So, um, But how important are those guys as well, especially considering their, their streakiness and they seem to maybe be getting on a little bit of a, a right path there towards the end of the year? So important. You know, being those top six players, no matter what, they need to be going. But when I look at a player like Brock Nelson, I think that he has just flourished underneath Barry Trotz. I think that he's been playing some of his best hockey of his career under Barry. And I think that he probably knows it, and he knows that it's time. Like, this is it. (laughs) Their window is not closing, but it's, you know, they're now in the second year of, of their window. And I really think that they all have a collective understanding of what needs to happen. And I think that losing Anders Lee was a big hit. So a lot of those guys up front know that they need to make up for what they probably would have had in Anders Lee and Brock Nelson in particular will, you know, hopefully take on those responsibilities and continue in the path that he's gone on under Barry. Molly, you mentioned Barry a couple times there. I, I want to give you the opportunity to talk a little bit. About, you wrote a, a phenomenal story yesterday in the Post, or today in the Post, uh, about Barry Trotz and kind of his his methodical way of how he's coached. And I want to kind of give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that because it was a great article, and I think it, it really yeah. kind of gets into the mindset that Barry Trotz has brought into every organization he's coached at and why he's been so successful. Yeah, honestly, it was one of my favorite features that I've gotten to write in my career thus far. Um, I spoke to a lot of people 
I spoke to a lot of high profile people, David Poyle and um, you know, just players that have played under Barry in the minor leagues that have played alongside Barry in the WHL. So I feel like I really got an idea of who Barry Trotz is, you know, and who he has been throughout his career. And that is someone that has just commanded respect from every single person he's come in contact with. From being a teenager in the WHL to being an assistant coach and then a head coach in the AHL to then pioneering a, an, ex, an expansion franchise. He is just, and he's always been the same. That was something that was kind of a common thread line from all the people that I've spoken to because every single person said that they've kept in contact with him, even his former players and his former teammates, which I think says a lot about Barry Trotz. You know, he's a Stanley Cup winner and he is now a hot shot NHL coach and he's still <laughs> talking to his former teammates and players that he coached in the AHL. So they all said the same thing, that he has just been the same level-headed, even-keeled kind of guy, and I think that really speaks volumes to who Barry is, but it's also his philosophy on coaching, the partnership with the players. You give respect, you earn respect, and that is something that I feel like Barry has just embraced in his coaching career and something that has worked so well for him because he has his players running through walls for him. They would do anything to appease Barry and anything to make him proud. And that's that's something you just can't buy. That's just something that comes with a personality and comes with the way a coach carries himself. And I feel like that's really rare and it's something that Barry has. No doubt about it, Molly. And let's take a look at the opposition here a little bit in the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we talked about it before you came on, how we're starting the series in Pittsburgh. Uh, you have the obvious stars like Crosby. You got Mal- Malkin coming back in the mix now. You got Latang on the back end. Uh, what, uh, if you're looking at it from an Islanders perspective, what scares you about this Pittsburgh Penguin team? And, and what's going to be their X-, X factor if they're going to have success against the Islanders? Well, I think in talking to the Islanders throughout this week and listening to everything that they had to say, they've been preparing for that top line since they knew that the matchup was going to be with Pittsburgh. And I think that's probably something that every single team in the NHL prepares for when the Pittsburgh Penguins come to town. Um, So that top line is just going to be what that top line is for Pittsburgh. And, you know, Sidney Crosby is a generational talent and there's no question about it. But that being said, this team has the defensive capabilities to shut them down. Ryan Pulak, Adam Pellick are one of the top defensive pairs in the league. And if they're going to be on the ice against that top line, no matter what. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how that balances out. But as far as X-Factors, um, I think that Tristan Jerry gave the Islanders fits all season long. Yeah. So I think that if he Naturally. gets on a roll, then the Islanders could be in trouble because if one thing is going to falter for the Islanders, it might be on the offensive end, and they could be beat out if their defense wears down a bit. So, you know, hopefully they've stu- studied Tristan Jerry and, and <laughs> looked at the goals that did go in past him because they're going to need to do a lot of it in order to be able to keep up with the Penguins. One thing I think a lot of people are, are curious about is what role special teams is going to play for the Islanders, particularly, or in particular, I guess, uh, the 
<laughs> Grammar. It's, it's okay, man. It's fine. It's We're good. live. It's a good thing I don't I don't speak and or try and type words. For There's going to be a test after yeah, the show. Uh, so, obviously, the power play has been such a big point of contention for the Islanders, except for February, where they were phenomenal. After that, things went down hell pretty quickly. Molly, how much do you think this time off the last week or so has given the Islanders to improve that power play, and, and how much do you think, really, of a change do we see on the ice once Game 1 starts? I think if we've seen anything from the Islanders last year, and granted, yes, it was because they got a lot of players back from injury, but any sort of playoff uh, layoff works well in the Islanders' favor, just in terms of preparation and, I guess, rest. They always come out 10 times stronger in the postseason because they've had time to wind down a little bit. But no doubt, I think that, you know, it all comes back down to the Islanders' defense. Their penalty kill is is pretty darn good. And honestly, if you, ha- I'd take a better penalty kill over a better power play any day of the week because, you know, if you shut down the power play, you know, that's really all you need. Right. So I think that if the Islanders, you know, lock down their penalty kill and don't give up an inch, they could even have some shorthanded goals on their hands. Molly, uh, two questions before we let you go here. Two. One, uh, one is, uh, which started a lot of uh, a lot of conversation about trading you onto our podcast for <laughs> me onto the Rangers podcast. But your your, Heavy predi- rumors. Heavy your prediction rumors. that the Islanders uh, would make it to the Cup final when I when joined me when I was filling in on uh, seven seventy that day. I'm curious if you're still confident in that that comment you made. If you think the Islanders still can make it to the Cup final. I wouldn't put it past them. That being said, I did fill out an updated bracket. It was in the post yesterday, I think. Um, I had them losing in the final four. I just, when it gets down to it, I just think that the other teams in the other divisions, they do come up a little bit stronger, and I do have the abs winning it all this season. But that is something that I've predicted since the beginning of the season, so I'm just holding my ground and sticking with the fact that the abs are going to win. But it was funny because when I put in my picks, I had the Islanders in the final four and then Avalanche in the in the finals, and my dear colleague Larry Brooks texted me in all caps, HOMER! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody nice. knows Kel McCarr, UMass. I'd love to see him win. <laughs> so having then the Islanders in the final four too, it was a little bit of a homer prediction on my part. But you know what? I'm going to embrace it, and I'm going to just wear it. <laughs> very, very interesting. Oh, by the way, Molly, I always thought you went to BU. To be honest. <laughs> And then finally, we, we're starting this new thing with, with our guests now, a random question, kind of off the top of our head. So I, my, originally I was going to go with the, with the what, would your, what would the best trade be for, to get you onto Hockey Night in New York and to trade <laughs> me to the New York Post for, to, run, to work with Ron Duguay. But I feel like recently, I think the better question for you is, uh, since you, it's very clear you're a chicken tenders expert these days. Yes. And Interesting. I would be curious to know, you've been to a couple of rinks across the NHL. I would be curious what your favorite media meal has been in your career okay. covering hockey or pro sports in general. That's a good one. You know, I have to say, this is kind of going to be a little bit out of left field, but I covered the U.S. Open. My, right. It was like my second month on the job. 
and everybody nice. knows the Eagles Open is like very well known for its food and, yes. and the drinks and stuff. Obviously, I wasn't a partaking in the drinks, but I did get to have a chicken tender meal <laughs> beside the court while watching Serena Williams, and I think that was one of my most content moments as a sports writer, just getting to watch one of the greatest female athletes in the world while enjoying a very, very tasty, crunchy, and crispy chicken tender meal. It was it was top-notch, so Love go to the U.S. Open if you can shell out the money to do it. <laughs> I was lucky to be paid to be there. That's not everybody's case. So. I will say, Molly, I was also covering that U.S. Open for the Associated Press that day. There were so many other better options you could have went with instead of the chicken tenders. I, I'm noticing a pattern here. You go with what I you like. Did I eat like a ten-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, I respect it. I do too. So, <laughs> well, Molly, really appreciate your yes. time here today. Uh, awesome stuff as always. Uh, hope you enjoy the playoffs here, and uh, can't wait to have you back on. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll, we'll chat you we'll chat with you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Take care, Molly. <laughs> All right, folks. That was the great Molly Walker. From the New York Post. Hopefully she's still talking to me after that. What's that? I said hopefully she's still talking to me after that. Yeah, that's questionable. I'm surprised she talks to you at all, honestly. Um, It's two of us. Yeah, I don't don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. me. You know, Arthur, Andrew, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess they just do it because they have to because you're there. Ah, You know, otherwise it would be just like overly rude. Converse with you, yeah. So they they deal with you, I think. Yeah, that's, that's tolerate me like you. You tolerate me <laughs> exactly. I mean, on no, a weekly basis. No one really thinks we're it's, friends. It's difficult sometimes. So, folks, uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us here at RJ Daniels. How are we feeling out there, folks? Uh, how are we feeling out out there? Game one. Let's go. All right, all right. Like ten to one Islanders today, <laughs> give or take. Why not 12? Why not 12? Five from uh, Oliver Wallstrom. How about that? Because both predictions like are that. wrong. That's why not 12. So, so Christian, we, we took on a new sponsor recently, uh, and they're called, they're called Manscaped. I don't know if anybody out there heard about them lately, but uh, they're the below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Uh, they just the, Yeah, that's right. They just released their brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. That's right. For all your manscaping needs to make sure your playoff beards are only where they should be. You don't need them anywhere else, just on the face. Uh, you know, that's, that's 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 how I see it anyway. So, Christian, I that's think I, I know. I think I know why everybody came today. Not so much for the Islanders, but that was to find out how your personal manscaping experience was. <laughs> I think so. Please, came the audience has been waiting halfway through the show here. How'd it go, man? What do you got? Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> round, of, well, round of applause for Christian. Well, Sean, let me start off by saying, ever since we announced this, this sponsorship with Manscaped, I'm yeah. getting. Texts, calls, off the wall. I'm not even joking. People I bet, reached yeah. out and said, "Hey, like that's great. I want one." My roommate, right. who, my roommate, the good did you tell them I, about the promo code? I did. Well, I'm getting there. My, oh, oh, my roommate me. actually said to me when, he, when we were talking about, it, he goes, yeah. "I'll buy it from you right now." I said, "No, no, get no. out of here." I said, "I'm not going to sell it to you, but what I'll do, same thing I'm telling our listeners, everyone here today. Okay, if you go to manscaped.com, right, you purchase your order, yeah. you type in the promo code Hockey Night NY. Okay, not only will you get 20 percent off your entire purchase, right, you'll get free shipping. Free shipping that is as a deal well. You cannot beat for a product that is phenomenal worldwide. So if you guys Absolutely move phenomenal. to Russia, they'll ship it to you for free. 
If you move to Luxembourg, they'll ship it to you for free, wherever you want it. It's and, fine. And let me yeah, tell you. You're moving soon, <laughs> so you can get it over there. So, so perfect. You, you, sh- you ship it to, I think you said you're going to Colorado? Pro- throw no. The, throw, oh. That's wrong. Uh, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. It's close. close. It's the Midwest. No one cares yeah. about it. It's fine. Oh, that's not nice. It's a city. That's not nice. You type in the promo code <laughs> Hockey Night NY. You get 20% off free shipping for a product that is phenomenal. You got the cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming He's got accidents. got the notes ready. Look at this guy. Thanks to their advanced feedback. Feature, uh, their advanced skin safe technology and let me tell you for someone who's as clumsy as I am mm. who I'm probably pretty sure I almost knocked my head on that table having accidents not where I want to have them no definitely not well I'm glad that I'm glad that you know that's all working out for you yeah. I gave it a shot too it's great it was refreshing smooth it was a, it was a great process so let's move on and let's pump up this place RJ Daniels yes. okay uh, place to be to watch Islander games this season obviously for the playoffs we love the fact that you guys are all here having a good time and, you know, they got great specials going on. They got $5 16-ounce Barn Rocker Ales, $14 Bud Light Pitchers, $17 Domestic Buckets, $4 Domestic Bottles or Pints, food specials as well. The menus are out there. Head on down to 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center from pregame until the final horn. And you're going to have yourself a great time just like you all are today. So, with that said, yeah, you know what? let's, let's right talk now. about the raffles and prizes real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, great cause that the, we got a 50-50 raffle going on here. All proceeds today will be going to the hashtag Same Here, the global mental health movement. Uh, you can check them out at samehereglobal.org. We've got some great prizes. Obviously, a 50-50, you guys can win yourself some money, win some cash. You can see us after the show. You can see our pal Mikey over there. He's hanging out somewhere. You can buy some raffle tickets for us. You can get three tickets for $5, seven tickets for $10, or 15 tickets for $20. Like I said, you got the 50-50 cash. you got the uh, Wally shirt up here, amazing hockey player that you yes. can win. you got the Hockey Night New York Retro 94 Long Island tee. That's also going to be given away. We have a we have RJ Daniels gift cards, Blue Line Deli and Bagels gift cards, and the grand prize right here behind me is none other than this Matt Barzell autographed portrait. Great stuff over here, so step right up, buy some raffle tickets. Great, great prizes to give away. We also have some bobbleheads and stuff. It's, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a great it's time. Wild. It's going to be wild. wild. So with that out of the way, Christian, why don't we invite up some friends? All right. How do you feel about that? I'm cool with that. So If it's uh, anyone but you, I'm cool with it. Oh, that's nice. So we have former co-host here, Mr. Tony Stabile, was uh, great enough to grace us with his, with his presence here. He's hanging out there. He's got his arms folded. Looks like a tough guy. <laughs> tough guy Tony over there. Tony, why don't you step up here? Get back, uh, back in the old saddle, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Stabile, former co-host of Hockey Woo! Night New York. Let's hear it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Tony, it's good to have the real brains of the operation back. Oh, oh. Thank, you, thank you, Christian. You're always so... Uh... All right. We've got on. some feedback situations here. We're working on some technical issues. How's that working out for you? Give, give us a little test. A little better. It's a little better. Good? No? Can no. you guys hear Tony out there? No. All right. Hold on. Let's try this one. Try now. This is a problem. Oh. All right, Tony, we're going to do something weird. I'm going to ask you to come over and sit over here. Okay. Just sit next yeah. to Sean. Yeah, just watch the wire. Please Again, don't hurt yourself. as a reminder, if anyone ever thought that this show was pre-recorded, that these technical issues were some sort of All right, of try stick, that one. They're not a stick. This is all real. Is that working? Try now. Try now. How's now? Oh. I think we got you. I think we got you. Okay. All here right, he's in, Hi, folks. Guys. 
It wouldn't huh? be a Hockey Night in New York episode without some technical difficulties. Wow. How's I mean, it going? Now? So, Tony, welcome back. It's, it's lovely Ooh. to have you sitting here. It's been trouble with this guy ever yes. since you showed Angle up. Angle the mic that way. But uh, yeah, yeah. Watch the speaker up there. So Tony, let's let's get your let's get to your assessment here. Tony, how do we get of, you back? How do I trade you? <laughs> Speaking of trades, how do I trade you? For you don't Sean? get to make that decision. How do I make that deal? I, 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 so Tony, game that's one. That's up today. to him. This guy. <laughs> that's right. Tony, game one. Isles Pens. What do you got, man? What do you what do you think? Who's how many games are the Islanders gonna? How many games is it gonna take for the Islanders to win this series? I think it takes four games to win a series. So yeah, uh, I think but is that, it only a, gonna be four? I, I, I believe so. I'm <laughs> saying, like, will it go five? Will it go six? Come on, oh, guy. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I think the, I think the series goes long. I mean, you know, okay. I, the, the Penguins are a talented team. That was team. painful. As though the <laughs> Islanders play very, you know, they, they play very tough against them, especially in the playoffs. They yeah. knocked them out the last couple of seasons. Um, I think that the Penguins definitely have a... Uh, uh, a stigma of having to play in the barn and, yeah. uh, and having to deal with that. I mean, it's, it's only 6,500 fans this year, but I, I'm, I'm sure that Islander fans are going to make themselves heard. Uh, and the Islanders just play a different style of hockey in the playoffs, especially in that building. So I, I think the series goes long. I think it go at least five or six games, but I, I see the Islanders uh, coming out on top on that one. So we have two guests who predicted the Islanders winning the series so far, which is, I guess, I like that. That sounds good for, to me for the listening audience. Tony, I'm also going to have you shift your chair a little bit so that your turn. No, no, other way, other way. <laughs> that way, okay. so you, the microphone isn't as directly in, in the way. Though. Gotcha. Okay, here we go. As we try and <laughs> hammer out some of these. Is details. it better? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It sounds like it's a little. And better. I can look directly into your eyes now, which is really what I wanted to <laughs> begin That's with, magical. So. That's nice. Much better. I mean, that's the whole reason Tony came down. Let's be honest. He uh, wants to hang out with me, not Sean. I just, I don't yeah. even look, I don't even look this way. So, but Tony, we, we asked, we asked uh, Molly this before. But as far as X factors goes, and the, and the most crucial point, or whether that's the part of their game or a specific player, in your mind, when you look at the Islanders roster right now, who is the X factor or particular part of their game? What is the X factor for this series for the Islanders? I think it's the defense. To be honest with you, it's you know the, the Islanders have guys who can put the puck in the net. You see how many guys scored ten or more goals this season. Right, you, uh, guys who scored big goals this season. You know you're going to get your offensive produ- production from guys like Brock Nelson, guys like you know Matthew Barzell. Right. I think you're going to see a different Kyle Palmieri as we start the playoffs. But the, really, for me, the big thing, the, the thing for them that kind of sets them apart from pretty much every other team in the conference right. is the fact that is how they play defense. And That's true. They are, they, they are one through six, a deep team, and even seven and eight. You know, they have guys who could step in, golf a bit in an injury, and they could do that. Their goaltending is outstanding. You have to look at that. But the defensive plays night in and night out, to me, that's the biggest difference between the teams are going to have to go through and... And, 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 and them. So I they, mean, that's Barry Trotz's whole style is the defense first mentality. And to Tony's point, I mean, we didn't see that really the last couple games of the season. I mean, granted, they were probably resting and trying to get everybody healthy, but still, we really didn't see that defensive first effort that pushes the offense, pushes the play out of their zone and creates those off- offensive opportunities. I think for, the way they played the last couple of games, it was like, don't get hurt. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go out yeah. there, play the games, yeah. don't get hurt. It really, I don't think they really, and we talked about this the last time I had, was on with you guys. I don't think it really mattered who they were playing in the first round. You know, you know, it, is there a preference? Do we want to play Washington? You want to play Boston? Right. You want to play Pittsburgh? I don't think they cared, to be honest with you. I think yeah, I they realize at one point or another they're going to have to go through both of those, you know, through two of those three teams. 
So I don't really think it mattered to them. I think that they just looked at it like, let's get to the playoffs healthy. We'll do what we have to do. And then once we get there, it's a different story. And that's what happened last year. Tony, I agree with you. And you, you started talking about the defense a little bit earlier. And there's a pairing that I'm going to have my eye on this series that I think is going to play a big role into whether or not the Islanders are going to be successful. And that's the Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield pairing. Uh, as, as Christian discussed before, uh, they've had a little bit of struggles this season and uh, you know it had, some fans have mentioned Devontae's missing him a little bit and you know uh, we talked about last week how Noah Dobson was supposed to kind of make the uh, make us all miss Taves a little bit and he's had his struggles as well but what do you make of this Letty Mayfield pairing do you think they're going to be able to step up here because you know just with how unbalanced their performance has been throughout this season they have been very up and down but last season if you remember Letty and Mayfield were rock solid I mean they played really really well Scott Mayfield brought his game to another level like we were looking at it as and i'm sure lou Lamarillo looked at it as well as like look we have our top pairing okay you got pellick and pulak you have um and now you have mayfield that it looks at you look at the the devon taves trade and you say i got a built-in replacement in noah dobson he's young he's gonna have to come along but we still can to put a, a solid second pairing defenseman in letting in mayfield and that's what they did did they have their struggles this year absolutely i thought Letty played really well in stretches, and I thought that the two of them were completely lost in stretches. But I think once the playoff starts, this team is different. You know, we saw, we literally saw it last year. You saw the team that you saw at the end of uh, of the season, quote unquote, when they had to start canceling everything, and the team that showed up to the bubble was completely different. And it wasn't just Pelic, it wasn't just Pajot. Those guys, they got right in, they stepped up from the first game and they just didn't stop until and they gave fits to the lightning all the way through I mean if it was any other team if it wasn't for Nikita Kucherov if it wasn't for you know Vasilevsky you know making saves that were you know it would, I mean Varlamov was fantastic but they there's no question they could have gone to the cup final last year they were not completely outplayed by the lightning except for that first game yeah, I agree with you there, Tony. And is there anybody you're looking looking at maybe uh, from the offensive side of things that, that might be able to step up as a as a hero that maybe might have been a little quiet during the season? Or just I mean, who's gonna have who's gonna have a playoff outburst here, especially in the first round against the Penguins? Uh, the guy who I'm gonna look at right now is a guy who I mean he provided offense through the year, but he's still young, and it's Oliver Wallstrom. You know, okay. he, you see what he can do. I think the Penguins' defense is going to have a hard time with him. Okay, his shot—you saw that last goal he scored in Boston, the final game of the season. He's a sniper, and if they get him the puck, he is going to be firing away. He is the guy who you know for sure. You have guys like Bailey always looking at first pass. You know, Barzell always isn't always looking shot first. Oliver Wallstrom is looking shot all the time. It doesn't matter from where. Doesn't and and he's and he's scoring from places that he has no business scoring from. So I look at a guy like that, a guy who hasn't been in this in, in, in a playoff game before, and is going to be playing on a line with with Pajot, It looks like and Palmieri, which yeah, are which what two, it looks like. You know, which are two playoff tested guys. I, I'm looking for Oliver Wallstrom to have a big playoff. Definitely a big series against Ben Pittsburgh. Now to play devil's advocate in this situation, I am curious. I guess in the circumstances, this is his first run in the postseason, and his first real. I mean he kind of looked a little tired there at the end of the year too how ready and how much of a learning curve is there going to be once he hits the ice there in a, in a postseason in a postseason experience because it's a whole different ball game it's a much 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 more grueling grinded out kind of experience and sometimes um you know those those guys that are you know score shoot first kind of they kind of get knocked around a little bit especially they, when they're young they absolutely do but i think that what being in the playoffs Right, being with this team, knowing that seeing the team that went to the conference finals last year, yeah. having his first time to go around with them, 
and look, you got a lot of leadership in that room, bro. This is a lot of leadership. You look at guys like Andy Green. You look at the. the this is an, this is essentially the the same team that went to the finals to the conference finals last year. So you look at Andy Green. You look at Travis Zajac and Paul Mary and you know Clutterbuck and so on and so forth. Those are those are guys that are going to help to guide him. But I don't think he's going to need anything to kind of get up and have to do what he has to do. He's risen to the occasion on multiple times this year. No question about it, Tony. And speaking of potential heroes, it's time for the Hero of the Week. So when you hear this song, folks, if you're on the listening end of things, that means it is time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, Half Price Hero, which is this week the Sally with grilled roast beef, sautéed onion, mushrooms, fresh mozzarella, on a toasted garlic hero. Get it for half price all week starting today. That's Sunday through Sunday, where we'll announce a brand-new half-off hero. Stop in to mention Hockey Night in New York for half off the celly so with that out of the way christian i'm going to start with you this time we're doing a hero prediction not who the hero was from last week who's going to be your hero for this series here against the pittsburgh penguins christian take it away first tony we're going to get you get you involved as well I like, I like getting Tony involved. Yeah. This is great. Absolutely. Um, well, so we were talking about this before the show, and I think that it's kind of a toss-up between two guys for me. And, and the two names that I had mentioned were both were Brock Nelson and Jordan Everly, who we had asked you know our previous guest about as well, because they played such important roles, not only just in last year's playoffs, but the year before that. And I think ultimately when you look at who's going to play a bigger role, I, I, I chose Jordan Everly, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Are you sure? You want to do the big reveal and see if you're I think right? It's Jordan Everly. I have no idea. That's that's Sparky. Oh, that's Sparky. I did it. There that he is. Jordan Everly. Right. It was Jordan Everly. That's what I picked. Yeah. I doubt yeah. so. He was but right. I, I think when you look at those two guys, they do play such an impactful role, and I think that especially Everly, they just find an entirely different level to their game, and it's been consistent. And while you know you can complain that he's a little bit streaky during the regular season, he doesn't produce at certain time. He's consistently produced in the postseason. Obviously, he went dry in the Carolina series in 2019, but he was scoring almost every game, if not every game, in that, that first-round sweep of the Penguins. And then last year, too, had a ton of big goals and, and, and strong performances there alongside uh, Matt Barzal, which is going to be huge because the Islanders are going to need that. Without Anders Lee on that line, you know, Jordan Everly has to pick up some of that slack as well. And with Leo Komarov not being a, nat- you know, a scorer... <laughs> That's your boy, first-line Leo! Well, listen, Leo Komarov does a lot of good things on that top line. I think we've seen it as much as people don't love it, and Tony's giving me a look right now as I say that. <laughs> but I think there's a role that he plays, and it, it definitely accentuates what Barzal and Everly can do. It's just up to Everly and Barzal now to pick up the slack a little bit more, knowing that they're going to be up the ones that have to contribute an extra goal or two on that line because Lee isn't out there to do what he usually does. I like the pick, Christian. I'm going to take it in a little bit of a different direction here. I think the Islanders, I'm a little still a little concerned about the Islanders uh, having some goal outbursts here. I think these are going to be some low-scoring games. I mean, the playoffs traditionally are. But I think a big X factor for the New York Islanders in this series, and really throughout the playoffs, and I think this guy is going to be carrying this team on his back, and they're going to go as far as this guy can play. He's had a tremendous year so far. I think he's going to be nominated for some hardware, and that is none other than Semyon Varlamov. This guy is healthy at the right time, and I think he's going to carry this team through this first round against the Pittsburgh Penguins and hopefully beyond. So that is my pick. Tony Stabile, you're sitting here with us, buddy. It's been a while since you did a hero. What do you got for me? Well, I, I like both both the, both the streets you guys went on there. I, I like that. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to take cool. a little bit of a different path. I'm going to say the X factor for the New York Islanders in this series is going to be the guy who has steered them through the last two 
playoff victories against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and that's Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz. Barry Trotz. Yeah, like He's on the table, yeah. sure. Barry Trotz has outcoached Mike Sullivan the last two years to the point where Sullivan don't even know how to answer questions. <laughs> Love in, it. In a, pro, in a press conference. He'll just stand there and just like, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. How about the team that you just played against that manhandled you for the last two games? What about something about that? He doesn't even know what to say. Barry is a Stanley Cup champion. He has done unbelievable things with this roster since he's gotten here under difficult circumstances. I think, no question, Barry Trotz is going to be the X Factor in the series. Okay, no question, Barry I mean, Trotz is going to be the X Factor I in the series. When you look at the last couple of years, when you look at the Washington series last year, when you looked at the Florida series last year, and Tony pointed out the, the Pittsburgh Penguin series in 2019. Barry Trotz outcoached every one of those teams because, on paper, the Islanders weren't the not as talented team. But as when they play their team game, and something we talked about in the, early in the show, when they play that defense-first team game when all four, four lines are rolling, that's when they're at their best, and that's when they can beat anybody. And that is a huge credit to Barry Trotz because the roster hasn't changed much even between the year that uh, Doug, Doug Waite was coach and then Barry Trotz. It's just the coaching change, and you could see the world of difference between the two. Yeah, I, I like the pick. I like the pick. I think they're all solid picks. Look, they're all going to have to factor in big time here if they're going to want to have success, right? Whether it's Barry behind the bench, whether it's Jordan Eberle, whether it's Semyon Varlamo, I think they're all solid. And I think maybe now we'll try to take some uh, questions from the audience. we just got to set this microphone up here. Uh, Oh, thank you very much, sir. Much appreciated. So, Christian, can I trouble you to just walk that microphone over there? Yeah, just pop your mic there. I was going to get Mikey to help us out, but I think he's schmoozing with the crowd, so we're going to have to do it ourselves. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, look, I mean, he's working. I get it. He's he's working the crowd. So, if you can just set that microphone up in the middle there, and then I am going to set us up here so that we can take some questions from the audience. So, folks... Instead of doing questions from the Twitch feed, we got some people here live at RJ Daniels. Oh, look who it is! Local celebrity Donnie himself. Rosner from Blue Line Deli the and Bagels. Let's hear it! Here. He made it. I mean, it, I mean, there's only like 12 minutes left in the show, but I mean, thanks. <laughs> Glad you made it, pal. Appreciate it. He was busy making sandwiches. Don't pick on Donnie. Yeah, I guess so. Wait, so Donnie did bring us sandwiches, right? So did you set that mic up so only people four feet and under can, can ask questions? They can move it up and down. All right. Look I just want to make sure. Right. Look who set it up. No, I mean, you're right. You know what? I thought I could trust him. So uh, folks out there at RJ Daniels, want to invite you to step up to the microphone. Just make sure you throw your mask on, please. We want to take some questions here about the first round series against the Islanders versus the Penguins. Please, yeah, sir, please. step right up. Let's get that mic up. Yeah. Test, test. And, of course... It's not. Oh, yeah. Test, test. There we go. We got it. All right. So what do you got? John from Farmingdale. Yes. All right. Do you guys think there is more pressure on Pittsburgh or us this postseason, especially with the way Pittsburgh showed up the last two years in the Stanley Cup playoffs? That's a good question. I I think that's a great question. I'll start. And I I think the pressure is on Pittsburgh. I think they finished higher in the standings. They won the division. Like you just said, uh, they've had some, you know, pretty much in and out right last couple years starting the playoffs there so I think the pressure's on them and I think that's good for the Islanders because you know what they can come out here they can steal a game on the road at least one we'd like to think so I think that it's a little heavier on the Penguin shoulders especially with you know the stars that they have over there and and they're trying to still maximize uh, the years out of these guys in Crosby and Malkin they're getting a little older in the teeth here so uh, that's that's my pick Christian what do you think? I'm gonna. I guess it's a little bit of a cop out answer but I, I feel like both teams are under a lot of pressure this year because you think about it 
you think about it, that um, Barry Trotz is now in his third year. The Islanders have gone to the Eastern Conference Final. They've made the postseason now three consecutive years for the first time since 2001-2 to 2003-4. I mean, the expectation now is this team needs to win. Uh, I mean, they've done just about everything except win a cup at this point, and now there needs to be a payoff. I think the pressure is equally as on the Islanders, maybe not from the uh, external hockey media or hockey community, but I think Islander fans now have the expectation that this team is one that can compete year in and year out. And and uh, they can compete year in and year out. And now the expectation is this is a team that has to win because the window is also closing, kind of what Molly said before. I mean, you look at the, the age of some of the core players on the Islanders, and that it's on it's now or, or never in the next year or so for them to really win a cup. And to what you were saying before, Sean, uh, pressure is always on Pittsburgh. They expect the championship every year. And when you have Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby still on the still on the roster, the expectation is to win a cup. What? Sorokin starting? Ilya Sorokin, ladies and gentlemen, is starting game one. Wow. That's news to me. I guess that means Varlamov's not ready to go. Corey Schneider is dressed as the backup. Yeah, oh, wow. That is a uh, unpleasant surprise. I mean, look, I got full faith in Ilya Sorokin, but uh, I, thought he, I thought Varlamov was going to be ready to go. It seems that's that's big what, news. that was the expectation, I think, from everybody. I think, wow. I think wow. everyone's as surprised wow. as we are right now that, that Sorokin is going to be the start. Again, now a very interesting twist because you'd have to imagine that the Islanders knew that this was coming a day ago. I think that they don't throw Sorokin in a situation like this, especially in the postseason like they had to when he got his first start of the year against the New York Rangers in, in game two of the season. He got lit up. I think that, I mean, as much as Barry Trotz kind of in, in kind of insinuated that he was going that, that it was going to be Varlamov starting today. I, I think they knew for a little bit that Sorokin was going to start. Now that now that he's no out question. there on the ice, I agree with you. Mind games, huh? Mind games. Welcome to the it's playoffs. The, where the yeah, where, I guess so. Where if you Deception. thought if you thought lineup and roster news was scarce during the regular season, I'm, oh, get to you more now. No mocking either. No oh, really? He, no, he no, missed practice. I love it. We're getting live wow, updates from that. the crowd. This love is fantastic. Malkin missed practice yesterday. He, well, he skated, but he didn't skate with line rushes or the power play unit, so that makes a lot of sense. And also, uh, Pittsburgh is going to be a Casey DeSmith as their backup. Okay, fair enough. I think we've got time for, for one question. more audience question. Brian Larson from Isles Meetups. You want to step up and ask a question? Maybe let him chew. Maybe not. He, he, wants to, he wants to have a drink. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me, at least. He's miming. Yeah. He's miming. What's going on here? Flip the switch. Flip the switch on the mic. There you go. Test all right. Test. There you go. Yeah, no, just wanted to let all your listeners know that we got meetups across the country yes. today, okay? Uh, we got Charlotte, Raleigh, Philly, Pittsburgh, Orlando. So check out at Isles Meetups if you guys want to watch somewhere today. And uh, make sure you go there and uh, support them. Mike, awesome. uh, Brian, awesome stuff. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for, for letting us know. Uh, yes, yeah, big shout-out to all the Isles Meetups going on across the country. Love what Isles Meetups does, just getting Islander fans together all over the place. For events such as this, to watch the playoffs. What's better than that? There is nothing better than that. There is nothing, nothing better than just to be in a room with your fellow fans and watch them kick Pittsburgh's ass. I like it, Tony. So before... I can say ass, right? Is that so that's allowed? Yeah, that yeah, allowed? Well, yeah why not? I know if it was family-friendly now. Yeah, we're, we're in a bar. Sure, it's, so. it's fine. So, so Sean cursed once. It's all right. Yeah, it, once, maybe yeah. twice. It, it, slipped. Right. it was very surprising. So, I, I, Tony, I guess we kind of got yours already, but why don't we just do some official predictions here before we wrap this whole thing up. So I guess I'll start with you, Christian. How do you see this series going? 
I predicted seven games. I think the Islanders win in seven games. I think that while everyone links the Pittsburgh Penguins have changed or that they got better as the second half of the season goes on, it goes along. I still am very hesitant to believe or buy into the uh, buy into the the thought that this Pittsburgh Penguin isn't Pittsburgh Penguins team isn't going to do what they've done the last couple of years in the postseason. That's kind of fall apart and, and kind of show their age a little bit. They're a great organization. They're a great team. Um, great regular season team anyway. But I think in the playoffs the last couple of years, I don't. I don't have the confidence that I think a, a lot of people once did that they can surprise people or that they can do what they've consistently did. Especially without now if Kenny Malkin's out, a team that's you know somewhat banged up going into the playoffs. Tony, I know you gave us your prediction before, but why don't you just iron it out here and give us some reasons why. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Allies win this, game, this series in six. Um, I, I, I just, I think the defense and the goaltending is, is head and shoulders above where Pittsburgh is. You know, you have the stars up front with Pittsburgh. They made a great acquisition at the deadline and, yeah. and we're picking up Jeff Carter. Um, if Malkin's in the lineup, they, yeah, they're dangerous. But the Islanders have completely frustrated Evgeny Malkin the last couple of seasons. Um, and their defense just, it, it doesn't stack. Like I said before, it just doesn't stack up. So, And you have the X factor of having, you know, playing the Coliseum. They just, they, yeah. the Pittsburgh does not play well in the Coliseum. They have not been able to do it, over the, especially over the, the course of the last couple of seasons. And even dating back to 2015 when they, they, you know, the Islanders really, really handed it to them, that series that no one thought they should ever be in. So 2013. 20, was that what it was? It was that yeah. long ago? Yeah. Oh well, think about God. it. That was Matt Martin, Casey Zekas, and Josh Bailey's first experience in the playoffs. That's right. Wow. That's right. All and three of them and, still and, playing. And, wow. and, that was, and, that was, and it was bonkers. That was that my first experience matches. in the playoffs. Right. Right, yeah, I remember. I, I worked. At, uh, uh, I was in the press box with yeah. you. You know the, the, the game that they they lost. I think it was um, Moses Brooks Orpik scored the uh, the game winning goal in, in that series. Game six, yeah. Yep. But I mean, I, but honestly, Pittsburgh has had a problem with the Coliseum even going back to then. They you know they don't play well, and I think the goaltending, whether it's Varlamov or Sorokin, is again head and shoulders above Tristan Jarry and Casey DeSmith. So I'm excited. I say to they s- go six games. I, I you know what, Tony? I'm with you actually all the way. I think it's going to be Islanders in six as well. Uh, I don't always like agreeing with you, but I do this time. So Isles and Six. How does that go. sound, everybody out there? Isles and Six, maybe five? Six. Six? Okay. Yeah, we like six. All right, we got... Okay, great. Six is a good number. Are we all here to watch the Islanders tonight, or how, how are we doing out there? Or today? Yeah, we yeah. Like say. Yeah. All right, we're live. Love it. Love it. So we, we got to wrap this thing up because it's almost time for Puck Drop. Are you guys ready for game one? All right. <laughs> I'll take it. It's, I'll take it's, it. It's still noon. People might be hungover still. Yeah, it's fine. That's true. <laughs> That's true. People are back at the bars these days. Yes. So, folks, I want to send a big thanks out to Molly Walker from New York Post for joining us today. And, of course, a huge thanks to former co-host Mr. Tony Stabile for joining us today. And a big, big thanks to everybody coming out to RJ Daniels, hanging out with us today. Can't wait to watch the game with you guys. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. And, of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for a great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at BlueLineDeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. Huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TaiTechnology.com for all your telecom needs. Or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And, of course, a big thanks to Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped. Code HockeyNightNY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And, of course, once again, a huge 
thanks to all our Twitch viewers out there. Shame you couldn't be there with us today, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. Huge thanks to RJ Daniels for putting this all together. And of course, don't forget, folks, get involved in the raffles. We've got a 50-50 raffle going on. You can win some cash. You can win this great Matt Barzell portrait back here, autographed, fantastic stuff. We got RJ Daniels gift cards. We got Blue Line Deli and Bagels gift cards. We got T-shirts. Get involved. That's all for the raffle tickets. There, we'll, we'll be happy to help you out after the show is over. And uh, big thanks for you guys for coming out. Let's go, game one. Let's go on this. On, let's hear it. Let's go. All right, folks, we're gonna wrap it up here. Thank you so. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Let's go. 13 nothing Islanders today. Let's go. All right, folks. Prediction. For Christian Arnold, for Tony Stabile, my name is Sean Cuffin. Really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Let's have a day. Let's get a win here. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.